Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. If you're not already subscribed, make sure you do so because we've got a bunch of great episodes coming up. In fact, last week we had Rick Shields on the show. Next week, we've got Zach Radford. So some great guests coming up. But no matter what, Mike, you know what we have to talk about. We have to kick it off right here. It's a thing that everyone is talking about right now. The waste management. And more specifically, we all know it's a party. It's a party every year. Mm -hmm. But did it go too far this year? Okay. And we'll set the okay. stage. I mean, this is what, obviously, I think everyone on the planet has seen at this point, but every year seems to be bigger and bigger. I would imagine there's a little bit of added, like, a pent-up, uh, you know, energy that was there because of the fact of with COVID kind of slowing down attendance the last couple of years. So yep, this year we see those did. real big attendance back. But we had two hole-in-ones on the 16th hole. Yeah. And I mean, when it happened, the place exploded. Like, like hat trick hockey times 10. Yes. With everything thrown on, beer bottles. Beer showers. Uh, it ended up, you know, just more cans than you can count are, are out there on the green. Mm -hmm. uh, and the greens crew had to come in and clean it up. And, you know, there's the stories of the guys who were playing behind that, who had to wait 10 minutes and things like that. But I'm going to tell you what, my, my take right off the bat is that this is absolutely okay in the sport of golf. It's good for golf. I welcome mm -hmm. this. In fact, I think it was put perfectly. Did you see this tweet? I think we've got the uh, the graphic here that we can pull up. Um, somebody had asked on Twitter, can someone please explain to me how this, of all things, grows the game? And Dan Rappaport said it, I think, perfectly. <laughs> He's like, sure, you know, since you asked. He goes, it changes the perception of golf. People see this and think, wow, maybe golf isn't so stuffy and elitist. Maybe it can be fun. As such, they're more likely to want to pick up the game or to go to a tournament. Really, it's not that complicated. And I think in a lot of ways that is very true. People see that level of action because this is not something that would be wildly out of place if you saw a a huge goal in soccer yeah. or in hockey right. or some of the other sports and people will go wild and go crazy. I think it's passion. I think it's excitement. And honestly, sure. The greens crew had to come out. It was a little bit more work, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I think the players embrace it. I don't think yeah. there's a single player who's out there who doesn't know what could possibly happen on 16. And I think they're all a part of it. You see them, they get in the crowd involved. I think they love it. And I think it's great for the game. It's a fun week in golf for, I think everyone that's involved players through to the fans. I mean, I can't see this maybe being a thing every week on tour no. because there are a lot of kids and, and families that still go to these events and, and, you know, whatever. I'm sure there's a lot of kids and families at the Waste Management, but I don't think every week can be a party because the golf still does have that that feel. Like, yeah. you're not going to see this at the players. No, but that's you know where I, mean? I think, why can't golf be dynamic? Why mm -hmm. can't it have multiple different dynamics and things like that exactly. and, and adjust from week to right. week? I don't see any reason why you can't have waste management style events on the schedule and master style events 100%, you know it's the 100%. difference between partying saturday night and going to church sunday morning there you go they can <laughs> both <laughs> exist in your life you know what uh -huh. i mean and maybe the waste management is the event you maybe you bring your boys to you don't bring your kids gotcha you know and you bring yep. your kids to the players or mm -hmm. something like that maybe you just kind of smart about it in that way one thing i would say where sometimes i feel like it does get a kind of a bad look is you get a couple people who can't handle the waste management and inevitably we've got a couple of pictures every time someone passed out right yeah. by the garbage can. There's a picture yeah, right a there. a couple casualties here. Sometimes. But I'll tell you what, down mm. goes Frazier. It's a, <laughs> just, he's just taking a quick power nap. Yeah, That's look, all you're always going to be some people who can't quite handle the party, maybe take it a little bit too far. But 
I mean, that's extreme. Right. For the thousands and thousands of people there, I think for the place to erupt and specifically what we saw on camera with the place erupting and people throwing beer cans and just like going crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think on a, on a grand scale, that's good for the game. And I wouldn't mind seeing more than one of these events on this tour schedule. Definitely. And I don't even mind, like, look at look at the su success that the NFL has, you know, with those tailgate parties, people are drinking, they're having fun before, and then they're going in and they're doing it again. Right. And they're having a blast at these games. I feel like some of that comes to the waste management, and it's only once a year right now. But like you said, the dynamic of some other events, like the one at the Zurich where there's like partners and walk-up music, like if everything had a little bit, I think that's what's making this game better and hence growing the game. Yes, and as I said, there's, there's different personalities of people mm -hmm. are going to be attach themselves to different different types of sure. uh, stages and events. And there's going to be some people who maybe don't attend other types of PGA Tour events, but they want to attend something like this. But uh, you know, as fans, we can pick and choose. We know what we're getting into. You mm -hmm. know which event is going to be in what style. And the waste management, yes. you know, is going to be a party. You want to have a party and, and golf, go to the waste management. You want to have a much, you know, a much more revered, you know, like I said, type of Church like event. Church like event. Go yeah. to go to the masters go to the where masters. you feel like you're stepping onto you know hollowed grounds and things like that. If you can get tickets, yeah, it's just that easy. Yeah, if it's you can just get tickets. Go to the but what I'm saying is there's there's other events on the schedule, and I don't think that golf needs to be just one way. And I think what Dan said there is perfect, is it, it erases a little bit of that stigma of golf being stuffy. Yeah. Let it mm -hmm. let it have its room to be that way too. Um, but it even opens itself up. I saw a tweet from the LPGA Tour saying, you know, why don't we have an event like this? Did you have that tweet? I definitely don't think it was from the LPGA Tour. Maybe it was It was just a fan of the LPGA <laughs> No, I mean, the LPGA Tour themselves didn't tweet it out. But I saw I saw one that, that came up the other day. Anyway, long story short, I think, yeah, why, why can't? I think the, the LPGA, as it is also attracting a wider and wider audience, they should have a waste management style event. They definitely should. And, I think and cool. if they if they had an event like that, that, you know, we're, I, I think you think of like the, the Solheim Cup, mm -hmm. you get a kind of a, a little bit of that. Even the Ryder Cup, uh, I, I think the Ryder Cup has a similar energy to what we saw at the waste management. You see the crowds going crazy, chanting, dressing up, um, and nobody knocks that. So mm -hmm. I think where, where a couple of people got their horns twisted was just the fact that people were throwing things onto the field. Okay, fine. In, in, in it, inevitably, all it took, it took 10 minutes to clean it up. Are there any other events on tour which would you consider a party scene that, that's out there? That's a lower key, of course. I don't. I think there's some that have a chiller vibe. I mm. think the Hawaii swing, I think some of those, those are the, chiller vibes, the, but even like the Genesis this week, I don't, I doubt that's a party scene. It's not a party scene. Like some, there's some alternate field events. Like you think like, uh, the ones in the like Puerto Rico and the, uh -huh. that are a little bit chiller laid back type of vibe. Right. And you see some of the guys like, uh, between rounds are kind of like not, I wouldn't even call it partying, but maybe they're relaxing, they're relaxing. getting the beach picks they're on, right. they're on the boats. But that's as far true. as the party vibe, I mean, Waste yeah, management bigger is, than a waste is a party. Right. I don't and even. Sorry, I don't even see um, like pro ams that get this crazy. No, no, you get some mm -hmm. antics and some funny stuff that goes on with like Bill Murray and stuff like that. Like uh, at the the Pebble Beach pro am, you get some laughs out of the crowd, but you don't get a party like this. Regardless, I don't think it has to happen every week, but I think we're limiting ourselves as a sport if we say there's no place for this. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think there's a little bit of a place for everything you know in golf oh yeah and, and how about them two guys making hole-in-ones look easy on 16 i know 
easy. It's wild. I don't have the stat in front of me, but it had been a couple of years since anyone made a hole in one there. Do you know that's 2015. where- 2015. 2015. So Did you know go. that's where nice, comfortable nine iron yes. comes from? Yes. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I did. And that was before the grandstands. Yes. Tiger, I, in a way, invented that hole. He invented everything about With that hole. With one single shot, that hole in one. Yeah. I saw, I think it was Max there was Homer a crowd or somebody. On that hole, yeah, no there was stands. a crowd at that point, but they were all just standing around the hole. But I think it was Max Homer or somebody like that said it was the greatest shot in golf history. Jeez. Just because of the stage of yeah. it and what it did. I can't imagine being there for that. It was wild. But Jeez. the whole waste management was always, fu- it's fun to watch. I always love it in his event. It's, it's a great warm up for the Super it, it, Bowl. It really is. You know, it's a great day of, of, of watching, you know, sports at home mm-hmm. when you get that and then you get the Super Bowl and Super Bowl Sunday. What else came out of it? I mean, we had, uh, we had this guy Tagala. This, he was a foot joy guy. He was playing lights out, 36 hole leader. Here he is just in, in absolute tears afterwards. Talk about an emotional roller coaster is right. I mean, sponsorship exemption. That was a great one. Uh, he had his like entire family there. He had his mom, he, his dad, uh, just imagine he had a that, bunch right? of his dad's friends. I don't have the picture here, unfortunately, but, but he had a crew of like 25 people deep cheering for him. Well, there. wouldn't you? I mean, your first big PGA Tour yeah. event, you're there on a sponsor's exemption. By the way, the sponsors love it because of how well he did. But um, yeah, I think uh, to he didn't win. Okay, fine. Um, but- but not bad, man. The not way he bad. did, there's promise there. There's promise yeah. to see more of him. And I, I, I enjoyed watching him play. Yeah. And he was only one shot out. One shot. One shot out. One yeah. shot out for making that playoff. And then who knows what happens. Right. Yeah. We could see some things out of this kid. Um, who else? We had Joel da- Damon. This was great. I mean, I laughed out loud here. They were doing the intros with uh, Kelly James and where he freestyles with everyone. Yeah. Him yeah. and Harry Hick. Well, okay. Uh, I, Harry, I thought you said other. No, this Go ahead. So yeah. Harris, he, he starts reading the card and the information for Harris English for Joel. Yeah, yeah. And it's hysterical because imagine you're up there and it's he's, someone's saying four-time PGA Tour winner, two-time Ryder Cup. Yeah. And it's just like-, like The Georgia Bulldog. The Georgia Bulldog. He's just like, what? Yeah. I guess he was cool. He just kind of, that's what I would do. I would be like, okay, I'll take it. Right. I'll take it. I don't have that many wins, but I'll take it. Yeah. Well, he's got, Joel's got a great sense of humor. If there's a good guy for that to happen to, it's him. Yeah. Because yeah. He, he's a, he's got a great you way You got to be able to play that one off. You can tell he's having fun out there. And speaking of which, like I said, I, I was thinking you were talking about the clip with him and Harry Higgs. Yeah. Uh, they both made par. Look at this. Took their shirts off. Look at these athletes. Oh, here's your quote. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's, there's your, your quote. quote. Sophia, she says, can we please have waste management for women too? I want to have as much fun as they did. <laughs> um, and of course, the joke everybody took in it, like you know, taking their shirts right. off in a women's event. What? Okay, okay, fine. But I still go back to I think that it would be cool to have this style of event on the LPGA tour. And I think just like the waste management does, I think it would bring more attention, and I more think eyeballs so. for just having a party on the women's side. Because you could showcase uh, these girls' personalities more, like Lexi. You know, like they're big names, but like we don't get a vibe from them. We don't watch it enough. We don't see their personalities. So seeing the lighter side of the LPGA tour might help. Yeah, for sure. But going back to that, pull that picture up again. So these guys, and and I guess where this all started was Harry Higgs or someone had put out a tweet saying if it got enough, Joel did, if it got enough likes to take his shirt off in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Makes me kind of wonder, because you you still, it's still the waste management, but it also still the PGA Tour. And it walks that line. And I wonder if these guys- Doug's calling them into their office. I wonder if they're getting called in and getting a small fine. But then again- if I were them, I'm firing back at the PGA Tour because the PGA Tour is rolling it like crazy in highlights. Yeah. They're making big money off of it. They really They're are. bringing eyeballs to it to find who knows, the guys maybe they who won't be get crazy. For this. Yeah. Maybe it's just a talk. Like I think you got to get a waste management exemption. The PGA Tour has posted this 
Um, at least 15 times okay, so on their okay. Instagram and Twitter. Across right. the board, they've posted it more Doug, times than any other really piece of Doug. content from the weekend. I, yeah, I you don't think you just called them in and gave them the whole guys? Yeah, Let's yeah. not do that anymore. Wink, wink. Yeah, don't do that. Don't ratings do that. through the roof, guys. That was not... terrible for our ratings, guys. Yeah, okay. Because that was just like Happy Gilmore when he's like, well, Doug, the ratings are actually up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that, I mean, it was just another way you see these guys, they're out there having fun. And and again, I think what everybody keeps coming back to is, is that distracting to the other groups who are in competition, who are playing behind you, who are whatever? And I'm going to say... A, a, full no i mean yeah. these guys they're professionals first of all they can handle it and they know what they're there's no surprises that you you sign up for that event mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen and you walk through that tunnel on 16 to wait to tee off you know something electric could happen on that green and you could just have to wait yeah and i think that's it hey let me ask you a question is that a shot you got on your bucket list to take oh, i love that shot i mean everyone's I got these it. shots on. i got a shot at seven at pebble you 16th. know, my father's playing there in, uh, I think, two weeks, Pebble. two or three. No, oh, he's time. playing uh, at, at uh, T, uh, TPC, TPC Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yeah, he's going to be there. He said the grandstands will still be up. They'll be on their way taking them down. Oh, cool. So I, I saw him over the weekend. I said, all, all your buddies must be messaging you and saying, can't wait to take that shot because they're going on a buddy's trip. Oh, sweet. There's wow. like six of them going and they're playing there. So uh, one day we'll, we'll take that shot. Yeah, absolutely. But you got to plan it around the waste management so that you can do it while those grandstands are up. Mm-hmm. And they take so long to build. I would imagine they're up for at least a month before and after. We'll have that copperhead. My parents yeah. couldn't believe the grandstands. Uh, like I switched over when I went to the playoff. How like insane they, is that? They were watching the, the Super Bowl. Air. They're like, what is going on right now? Like, what golf but, event is but this? But that's case in point why it's good for golf. Yeah, People like that, exactly. they, it raises an eyebrow. Be like, whoa, I didn't realize this was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were, only, they were only looking at the 18th hole. And I'm like, if you think that's crazy, we got to check out the 16th. And, and then I showed my mom the video of the holes in ones and throwing <laughs> beer. And she's like, oh my God. Yeah. like, this isn't golf. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Golf can be more than one thing. All right, so, so let's fast forward a little bit. I want to talk about this because this was a huge story out of the week. I want to talk about Charlie Hoffman. Yes. Right? Yeah, we got to talk about that. All right, that. because on the opposite side of the coin, speaking of Commissioner Doug, Charlie went off. Charlie right, went what off. What happened here? So, so basically what happened was he had went, his ball had gone into the water. He was taking a, a drop within two club lengths. Uh, it was on a steep slope. Uh, he took his drop. He took his twice. It rolled into the water. So on the third time, you get to place the ball. Right. He places the ball. Once that ball is placed, it is now in play. A couple seconds later, it starts moving on its own. Because it's on you at that point. If you place it and it moves, it's Well, in right. Play. You've put that ball in play at that point. Okay. Now, he did not ca- do anything to cause the ball to start rolling. Mm-hmm. However, that's the rule. It started rolling, goes in the water. He gets another penalty. So he, this had happened to Ricky Fowler in 2019. But Ricky went on to win that event. I guess Charlie was under the impression that they were going to change something based on the flack that happened with... with um, with Ricky there, but the problem was, and and uh, and there were some people who sided with them, like like Phil and Bryson. The problem was the way he approached it. Yeah, he was upset. It's it's something. It's frustrating. It's annoying, but it was very premeditated. Charlie mm. said afterwards that the reason he did what he did, he had tagged like the Saudi tour and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He said he had done that to raise some eyebrows in the media because he wanted visibility on this. He was hoping that his rant effectively would change something. What he was saying was that he thought the penalty area was marked off poorly. Mm. He had blamed, he had said yeah. amateurs, he had said with the rules officials. 
because he felt like it was a bad penalty area because if you drop there, it was going to roll into the water. Now, one thing is, and he had been advised when he was out there, he did. you have multiple ways you can play that. You do not have to take two, two uh, clubs. He could have either taken a stroke and distance. He could have gone back to where he hit the ball originally and re-hit from there. He could have also come back further online. So okay. He could have brought that ball. Ask you, could he have come back? Yes, much further back, and then he would taken out that hill that was rolling the ball in. So, in a way, that's that's kind of on him, but also he has a point that it is kind of a silly rule, but that the problem was the way he went about it. You know, he he said he wanted to stir the pot. He even said he took a lot of time. So it wasn't just a heated moment. It was a heated moment, but it was a little premeditated. He took time to compose his message, and he very specifically tagged certain accounts for the purpose of getting this into the media and getting eyeballs on it. And it backfired hard on him. A lot of people were upset with him. And then he quickly apologized the next day. So the next day he apologized. Now think about it. Here's a guy, it's the waste management. He's sponsored by waste management. <laughs> you know, talk about getting called into your office. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's some people who were not very happy about the way he attacked it. Uh, but this thing continues to be a bigger and bigger topic of this, the the Saudi, you know, backed tour possibly stealing players away mm -hmm. and he used that to his advantage by saying like you know this is basically read between the lines like this is why some players are, are thinking about leaving the pga tour is because of things like this the problem was he came off as a little bit complainy you know and that's where the media kind of had a field day in the I other was, direction with it i don't think any player is going to leave the tour ever yeah, I mean, you get guys like Phil who's talked about it. And Phil would be an exception it. because, like, here, if you have so much money and you've accomplished so much already, I'm talking about some of these younger guys or these guys who still have more to accomplish. Like, here's a tour, here's a, a home that was given to you to grow and become this famous golf celebrity, this tour player. You're not just going to up and leave it. Well, that's why a lot of the guys already come on record saying they're not leaving. You're thinking uh, Jordan Spieth and uh, Rory McElroy, uh, Brooks Kepka. Yeah, they're PGA all saying tour don't, for like. Right, life, because those know? guys, you know, there's there's events that are on the PGA Tour that they want to leave their legacy on, things like that. Right. However, you think on the other side, you get the guys who are maybe like Phil, right? Towards the end of the career, you know, he had a, a great win at Kiowa, but, but probably not a lot of, you know, in contention right. left. If he could go over there and kind of like do a victory lap type of, of tour and make a lot of money off of it. I mean, I think that's the way he's looking. And then you've got other guys. If it's, if it's the money is a big draw, I mean, that's a lot of money backing that other tour. Uh, and then you're going to get some guys who have their own grievances with the PGA Tour, like what Hoffman was highlighting here, that may say, forget it. I want to go over there. I, I think one big thing, and even we saw it with Bryson, is guys wanting to try to control a little bit their own narrative. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of guys are get upset with the very tight controls that the PGA Tour has on their content, their image. Bryson's expressed it before saying that he felt like uh, his image is not accurately portrayed because of the way just the things are cut. Don't forget, anything that happens out there on tour, the tour owns that media right, exactly. and they can do whatever they want with it. And that's why, largely why Bryson, who doesn't need the extra money or exposure, he's got plenty of that. He started his YouTube channel because he wanted to have a way that he could talk a little bit more directly and show his own personality. That's right. what he said. That's his words. That plus he just his love and passion for making content. Right. So I think if anything might lure these guys away a little bit to an alternate tour might be if the if they've got uh, ability to control a little bit of their own content, maybe mm. having some sort of you know revenue share on that. But look at the if nothing else, it's it's good for these guys either way just to have a little competition in there mm -hmm. because the PGA Tour 
things like the uh, player incentive program and stuff like this, they're starting to throw a lot more money and bonuses. We saw that other bonus, like if you played in 50 events or something right, like that. Right, 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 right. You, you're cool you're seeing that. a lot more of that stuff getting thrown to these guys. These, these guys who are even staying on tour are making more money because of the competition. The tour just must be so rich right now. Oh, I'm sure. Because they weathered COVID and everything, like just so, so rich. Well, golf grew so much during yeah. COVID, but... um. I think if anything else, the competition, it is good because if, as if the PGA Tour is not the only game in town, they've got to do some things that the, might be more player friendly. Yeah. And I'll tell you, we're not far from seeing a $3 million first prize on tour. I mean, I think the players alone or the US Open, one of them or both of them are in the $2 million. Yeah. The players, I think, is what's the biggest $2.4 million. payout event. So we'll see $3 million soon. I think so. But it'll be interesting to see when this, because right now it's been all speculation. Yeah. Who knows where, where things are going to go. So where are we this week? We're at Riviera, Genesis. Yeah. Tiger's there, but not in the field. Right. So he's hosting. And actually, this was marks the year uh, of his accident, right? Because it was after this event that he was driving through L.A., yeah. And he crashed, and, and I, I remember that like it was yesterday. He was shooting that series, yep. uh, I think Golf Digest or somebody that he was doing a series for. I think for. it was at Riviera, too, wasn't it? might have been even at Riviera. David Spade and everything like that, and it was that next day. Um, but again, Riv, packed field, right? We've got Rom, Mickelson, DJ, Homa, Cantlay, Adam Scott, big names. And we've got Homa is the returning champ. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. Zach, Max Homa, here's a guy we got to get on the podcast. Oh, I love sure. this guy. I have since his early like two And he has his own podcast, doesn't he? He has his own podcast yeah. with Shane Bacon. Yep, I think it's called Get right. a Grip. Um, super cool guy to listen to, down to earth. And you you, got, yeah, you just love the personality. You attach to these personalities you like. Plus, Foot Joy guy. Well, you guys are like twins. I saw that. I saw that we were rocking the same outfit this past weekend. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Wow, look Look how much more athletic he is. Virtually identical. <laughs> <laughs> look at him get that torso through that ball. I can't get your expression out of my out of my mind. Like, what is that? Is it surprised? I'm just surprised went? that the ball went straight online. Or is that like an oh no? Blue I can't steel. tell if that's a good or an no, oh that no. That was a good. I know the, the moment. Or maybe it was. It, it looks could've. like a, it's like a, we, we, we forgot to mention this before, the, the shank that almost killed somebody at the waste management. Yes. I think yes. he made a similar face. Do we have that? Yes. On here? There it is. <laughs> there it is. Matt James shanked his tee shot. They were letting like, you know, celebrities and stuff take a crack at 16. It went yeah, right into that, the cameraman. Uh, that cameraman was Look, broke. but he's making the same face as Mike. That's it. Yeah. Wait, go back and forth. There you go. Same face. My face is you saying, Mike, there's water left. Don't go left. And my shot is going left. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, those guys, those cameramen, they're brave. But on the same token, we've been to like pro-ams and stuff like that where you have the ams mixed, mixed in. And, you know, when you're on the sidelines, you get very, very comfortable and trusting that the pro players will not hit you because they're the oh, greatest yeah, at what they do. But when the amateurs the set up, you know, you got to be smart. You got to take a couple steps back. Mm. I'm not standing there as a camera. Well, even I feel comfortable, like, with you guys, like, at the range. Like, I'll, I'll get, well, right, we appreciate I'll get that, right up there for the shot. But, you yeah. know, a lot of times it's. You have like, to treat us I, like I, the I Bachelor, Matt yeah. James. I, a lot I, think, of times, I think I should in the future. It's <laughs> us saying, Zach. Yeah, I can't have killing you on my conscience. I need you to move. We need you, I need to, you move. to move. But um, got to do it for the shot. Yeah, you would get the epic shot. It would go viral. But uh, we got to go back on Tiger real quick. The one thing that is promising, although he's not in this field that you just mentioned here, Mike, I think the good thing is just his presence. You know, he's going to be doing as a host. He's going to be doing press conferences. So I expect that we'll hear a we'll lot some more insight. out of Tiger about his return. What events? You know they're going to be peppering with the Masters. With Are you ready questions. for the Masters? Right, it's fifty days away. You got to be. Yeah. Got to have an answer for us. Speaking of the Masters, um, with waste management just passing and it being this big party, 
are the PGA Tour players ramping up to try and like is Riviera the first event that they're really starting to take a little bit more serious ramping up for Augusta? I yeah. think it starts to hit a competitive stride. I do. I mean, you're coming off a party week. Sure, it's a competitive week. You want to win. For sure. But the partiness is kind of behind you. And I think now that, you know, there's a couple of events before the Masters, like the players. Yeah. Arnie Palmer at Bay Hill, which are big events. You know, they're I big, think, big events. So, yeah. yeah, I think they're getting into the mode. I think so. I think where it really shifts in their mind is probably the players. Because the players is only about three, four weeks out from the Masters. And I think at that point, that's, probably that's really the first point. really big, they call it the fifth major. That's the first really big stage. And then after that, you've got um, the the WGC event that's sandwiched in there. It's a match play event. These guys, it's, I think that's where the season is really starting to dig in. But um, yeah, that's one of the big fun. tests, the Valero Texas Open, TPC San Antonio, which is the week before. It's one of the most similar type of style layout golf courses. So a lot of guys will go there. They'll do one of two things. You'll either go there and play, just be in competition and have it in a similar vein, or they'll take the week off. They'll go to the Masters and prep on on course at Augusta for an extra week. Speaking of that place in Texas, don't oh, don't some people have to go and play in that event? Yes. Isn't that like the yeah. last chance qualifier? Like in motocross, it's like a last chance <laughs> That's qu- qualifier. That's your last ditch effort to win your way in. And guys have done it. They've won their way Talk in. Talk about an Masters. epic celebration oh yeah i don't you win and most likely it could be your first some for most guys it's their first ever or they haven't won in a long time and then you go to the masters and like you win there on sunday you get on a flight and you headed to augusta the next day that's got (laughs) you got to be juiced up you have to be you got to be just ready to go just like i'm taking all these dudes out they got no shot and and imagine that back to back is almost impossible i imagine someone doing that I don't know. I don't know if you can live on that adrenaline for that parlay for you. You got to be so nervous. You're like, "Uh, I just won last weekend. I got to do it again. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But Riv, Riv is great. It's fun to watch. It's on our bucket list. We'd love to play it. Yeah. Celebrity hangout. And it's possible. I remember um, talking to the guys at uh, Golf Holics. They did it. They played it. Put it on their YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I remember we saw them like two years ago at the PGA show. They were telling us all about it. It said it was an incredible experience. I mean, to play it and film it. Oh, yeah. my God. Forget about it. Raid that pro shop. Yeah. Anyway, we got a lot more to dig in on, but let's do a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, guys. This podcast is sponsored by Titleist. We all have different ability levels and goals, but one thing we share is a desire to bring our best every single time we tee it up. And it all starts with choosing a golf ball that you can trust. The Pro V1 is the best combination of speed, spin, and feel in the game. And the Pro V1X gives you a higher flight and a firmer feel. Both deliver that long distance, consistent flight, soft feel, and all important, drop and stop greenside control. So whether you're Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Nelly Korda, competing at the highest level of the game, or simply striving to be the best you can be, tee up a Pro V1 or Pro V1X and always bring your best. Find out more about it at Titleist.com. All right, guys, bring some heat to your game this year with the new FootJoy Fuel. The shoe looks awesome. Um, we're loving it. We get to put it. We're loving the look. Now we get to put it in play this weekend. Yeah, I got mine packed. Right, packed to go. in the suitcase in this yep. brook. Five rounds with that. I can't wait. Uh, sneaker, sneaker-like fit. That's what I love about it. It's a light-fitting golf shoe. Uh, golf-specific innovation for men, women, and juniors, and it features FootJoy's latest and lightest midsole from their Strato. It's called the Strato Light. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a cool name. The Strato Light. It delivers incredible comfort while still providing terrific traction and support. 
throughout the swing. So with these vibrant colors, I love our blue and orange. I think they're super slick. Yeah. Um, the latest innovation in athletic look and feel, Foot Joy Fuel appears to players at all levels of the game, whatever the swing type, whether you're wearing shorts, skorts, you wearing skorts? No. Uh, whether you're loser playing, wears a skorts. Yeah, loser so wears I was just going to say loser. All right, there it is. Uh, so whether you're playing nine or if you're playing a long 36, which we've got coming up this weekend, it doesn't matter. FootJoy Fuel has been engineered to bring the heat to your game. Learn more about these shoes at footjoy.com. You know, it's funny. We joke about skorts, but the thing is, like, we I know we have a lot of female listeners too. Check out the women's yeah. version of these two, they're fire. They really they're, are. They're, I mean, love how they mm-hmm. look. Uh, but yeah, we we kick off our Innisbrook trip with 36 holes. That's right. So you know what I'm wearing. Yep. And it's these babies. I'm probably going to beat you 10-0. So we're going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, All right, let's get back, let's to, get it. back to it. All right. Um, so before we go on, I got a, I got a great story that came through our YouTube channel on a recent video we did. I think it was the winter match or, or the match we did recently. Three yeah. club match. And... This uh, one of, I forgot his name, and I apologize. He, he leaves a comment, and he said, Hey, Mike, I love the content. By the way, I'm good friends with the guy you sold your guitar to in high school. What? I was like, now, I don't know if you know like the, the, like, the old like Papa John story where he, like, he sold his car, but he like, hunted it down, and he went back and bought it, okay. this Corvette. He fact, tracked the guy down. I've always regretted selling this guitar. It was a teal blue um, Mexican Fender Stratocaster. Okay. And I absolutely loved it. And it's like the guitar I really learned how to play with. And I was hanging out with my buddy one day and I sold it to him for 75 bucks. Jeez. Like something stupid you do when you're in school. Yeah, when you're Like a kid. I think I want to right. go buy comic books with it or right. something. Like right. I don't know what I, it's 75 bucks, right? You had a hot date, you wanted to take her out to a movie. Exactly. Sold your guitar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. But then we had uh, this guy, he leaves a comment and he says, I, and, and I know who I said, I'm like, I know who I sold it to. So I'm like, oh yeah, Mike, his name's Mike. And I'm like, oh my God, I tell him, I said, tell him in the comment, I wrote, tell him I'd love to buy it back. Okay. So like he hits me in the DM on Instagram later. He goes, hey, Mike, I'm the guy who thing, spoke with Mike. Here's his phone number. He says he's willing to sell it back. He still got you. it. That's good. He That's positive. Okay. He says, he says he shreds on it. So now I'm like, he's never going to let this yeah, thing go. There we go. He's so, lining up for that price tag. So I haven't reached out to the guy because I don't know if I want to open up like the communication. I mean, I should. Do I want to go we down this road? Gotta I gotta do it, right? I gotta, now I got to do it, right? Now I got to see this through. We got to see this um, through. I just wonder how much he's going to charge me. And I sold it for 75 I don't know, guys. Oh, what my God. $1,500. You think it's coming $1,500? I think it's going to have four figures It reminds on it. me of when uh, Dwight buys Andy's Xterra and yes, then immediately that's... lists it for like 3000 more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We got to get that clip. He's like, buyer yeah. beware. The buyer beware. The buyer beware. But seller beware. The seller beware. Right. I just thought it was cool that it but came through this. Maybe he's a good dude, but I mean, yeah, if he's shredding on it, he's not going to want to let it go. I don't know. It's probably all nicked and, and beat up. It would be a cool little full circle thing, though. All right. Let me see, guys, if I can get that back. And if I do, we'll put it on the show. We'll yeah. bring it on the show. Well, that, we definitely got to You got to give through, us an update. Through the Gulfist City webs, this happens. So It's so funny how small this world really is. Yeah, um, it is. Speaking of which, uh, we had Rob LeBritz on the show just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. One of the we said one of the biggest feel good stories of twenty twenty one. Super cool guy. Uh, here's a guy who's been a club pro for thirty years. Finally makes his dream. He's he punched his ticket on the uh, the PGA Tour Champions. 
Um, so he's going to be playing his first event and we've been watching very closely. It's just been exciting to kind of like live along with this as much as we could and vicariously live through this dream that Rob's had. Did you see his story the other day? But that's what I mean. His story. How incredible was incredible. that? Incredible. Uh, On Instagram. I'm so bummed we didn't uh, like screen save it. But what what he was is he was walking down the range and just, it was like a three story clip. So it was, a, it was like 45 seconds yeah. of him just passing by all the big names. It was like couples and all these people and you know, Jansen and Langer and then at the end it gets to our labrits and there's his on the and range like, his spot yeah and it was cool because like at that point i said goosebumps for him because we had him on in december when he was getting ready for this that he just got his tour card now it's real now it's, it's real. starting this is his first event and he's with an amazing amazing field i mean the field is stacked it's like every champion it's so wild it? i've always thought of that and tried to put myself in that position whether it's on the pga tour or whatever any of these guys because golf is something that has so much longevity to it you can have these situations where you've like kind of had role models and watched people play mm -hmm. and then make it to that level yourself and then play with them yeah i mean i think about the guys on tour like justin thomas and these other guys who got into the sport and and, and largely were like influenced by tiger woods then would go on to play with him, meet him, and become friends with him. Yeah. I mean, that's something mm. you don't see often in other sports. You get other times where, like, sometimes the guy might be a mentor to you uh, or something like that. But it's it just absolutely incredible to me to it, see a scenario like it where really you get to is. play with them. And this is, like, here's a guy that, like, I know we're really rooting for. And to be honest with you, he can win. He can. Like you saw what he did in Q school. Like he he could win these events. This is not just a guy who got his tour card and then he's just never going to make a cut. Yeah, this is never. no um, <laughs> charity case sponsors exemption. Right. This, he made Dude's it. Got game. He's got game. He's in, we had him on the show. We talked about he's in his best physical shape. He's work his nutrition. He's working out. He's committed mm -hmm. and he's hungry. Yeah. So, so I I'm, I expect to see some big things out of Rob. We're gonna so, watch. For you that. know, hats off to you, Rob. Good luck this week, man. We'll be we'll be rooting for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, by the way, Rick Shields interview. Yes. That was fun. A lot of fun last week. Um, if you haven't, go check it out. It was an hour and 20 of just great stuff. Could Rick, have been two. Could have been two or three. Could have been longer. Yeah. I mean, humble dude. so much to talk to him about. And I love that he opened up and talked about some of the things that he doesn't normally talk about. Stay tuned for part two eventually. Yeah. We're going to have to get him back on the show. We'll get him back on the show. And, and um, you know, one, that's one of the things that we made kind of a promise to, to us, to you guys this year, is to bring a lot of great guests on the show, like we mentioned before. We're having Zach Radford next week. Uh, and, Which is and really good. Really yeah. good interview. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was fun. That was pre-recorded, but that's going to be fun. It'll be yeah. fun to share that one with you. But how about that thing he dropped at the end? Yeah. The yeah. Rick Shields Media Company? He said, well, he said Rick Shields Umbrella. The Rick Shields Umbrella. We're yeah. just speculating media company. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what his plans are, but I would say it was funny because we didn't expect him to say anything like that. Who knows whether he's being, uh, just, we don't know. you know, kind of just throwing it out there. But um, I think Rick is a type of guy that w whenever he does something, you watch and you listen. Yeah. Because he's very successful for a reason. He knows what he's doing. He's very hungry. He's very driven. And I, and that's why I've always enjoyed any of our interactions with him. Um, he's just, it's just a great guy. And he's a great guy for the sport. He is. And you know, 80, 81, 82 minute episode. And, and I think one of the things that you and I keep coming back to his, his advice about being raw with videos that really stuck yeah. with us, you know, and, and 
you know, is some of his advice there and his ability to to offer his advice. And like you said, he just, at the drop of a hat, he'll always DM back and, and offer advice. So super cool guy. He's not, I've seen some negative comments about him and you know what? He's just a downer. Well, anybody who's dude. that big is going to have of some course. negative comments. There's no, and there's no one you know, heat, person that everyone it, likes. Heat, yep. Yeah. He's got 2 million subscribers, right. you know, but whatever it may be, um, you know, I, I do hope we get him back on the show or cross paths. And what I really do hope, and well, another thing that he hinted at was bringing back that YouTube golf day, because I'd love to yeah, get that's right. be a part of that. Might again. be coming back. That was a lot of fun. Um, I don't want to get too far away from the Rick Shields media company thing. Uh, <laughs> are we like, I love how we're incorporating a company for this guy already. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like we got, like we don't even know if that's what he's doing. Well, he just said, we got to get back umbrella. in touch with this guy. Yeah. Cause that yeah. would be like the most well, let's just amazing. Say that we know like, Rick has like, would we do big something like on that? his mind? Would, would we be down to like even consider something like that? You guys hey. are the bosses. Like, what's it's the, a hey, it's a great question. Like I said, I think if it, it, you get to ever get the opportunity to work with Rick in any capacity, you at least entertain it. Absolutely, that's the way. That would be the only way I could basically put it. Absolutely. I mean, again, eighty-one minutes of just talking to a guy that's hungry. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, so. he's so, he does things really well. There's a lot we even we can learn. You know, he doesn't him. want anyone catching him. That's true. I like that. I like that competitive spirit. Just That's wait awesome. till our train gets moving. Mm. Yeah. And then well, he's not going to have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, but speaking of, of com- little fun competition. So yes. next week we've got Innisbrook. Actually, it's this week. We fly out in a couple days. Saturday. That's right. That's right. Uh, our first rounds are Sunday. We're, we're, we're hopping off at 36. How do you feel? You like you're in golf shape right now? Not at all. Not at all. I know. I, I just you hope f- you get over that quickly when we get out yeah, there. Yeah. When's the feel come back, you think? I think like three or four holes. Holes. That's yeah, really no, aggressive. Seriously. I like that. Because think about it. We're probably going to hit a range. So you'll get some balls in. Yeah. Right. But I just think it's it's green speeds. We're not used to Florida greens right now. We're not used all. to any greens. We're we're not used to any we greens. haven't been on a actual green since November. On a good green. We played we played golf. frozen greens <laughs> in, in January. <laughs> I don't, don't know count. if you can count that. Guys, those don't count. I but, mean, uh, we haven't set foot on a golf course in, in four weeks because of the snow. Yeah. Four weeks since well, then. who knows? Maybe it's like riding a bike. We'll see if it does come back. But we do have the north course and the, the south course. sunshine again. Yeah. Weather looks ridiculous. But yeah, so we, and we're going to do this new format that a lot of you guys have asked for on the main channel. More matches. Everybody said more matches. Yes, what matches. do you want to see more of in 2022? More matches. So we're going to be doing. Showing more shots. A whole lot of matches. Like you said, north and south course. We've full got a lot of great stuff lined up. Full scores. Yep. You're going to be seeing it all. And we're going to we're going to do like over the year, we're going to keep track of these yeah. matches. Going to do a running tally running at Innisbrook. Somebody's going to be the Innisbrook champion. We're going to have a like a small like bragging rights Innisbrook champ and then we're going to have a year-long match champ, which there has to be something involved there. What do you yeah. guys think the uh final score Innisbrook? of the Innisbrook match series? I think it's fine. So how many wins? rounds? 5? 10 10 oh, there's 5, five matches. matches. 5 matches. So uh, I keep saying ten. I don't know why I keep saying ten because we're we're filming ten videos, but um, five matches. I mean, we're so closely matched in in our previous matches. I think you got three two in one direction or the other, depending on who gets out into form quicker. Yeah, I'm gonna say predict five zero me coming back to the airport. Five zero. <laughs> 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 so aggressive. You got to shoot some shots. If I get shot. injured, I could see you getting five zero. If I stay healthy, yeah, okay. If you stay healthy, I may be in trouble. This guy might—he might give he me may be in trouble. Tanya Harding walking off the plane. Guys, gonna hit me. I'll in the tell head. you something. If there's anything that Frank could do extremely well in the golf course, is he gets that driver down the fairway in the middle, sets himself up. So if your approach game and your putting game, especially, is on, I might not. Well, even stand I'll tell a you what. One thing I haven't been able to practice a little putting here in the office, and I brought my putter today to get a couple more strokes mm-hmm. in because I know that's what's going to take. But secondly, 
there's going to be a strong emphasis on accuracy. Oh, yeah. Because I looked at some of these courses, water everywhere. We're bringing four dozen golf balls each. Everywhere. <laughs> these are no easy courses. And when we play, you know, Innisbrook, when we play- uh, Copperhead. The Copperhead. And the island, forget it. But. Yeah, I mean, these are two courses that are going to be ready for the PGA Tour coming through in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. They're going to be in prime condition. Yep. Bring but, extra golf balls. That's all I'm going to tell you. Are you yeah. guys ready for the mental warfare? Like, are you guys going to be going back and forth? Oh, like, we'll I, I, I know one of Mike's favorite things to do to Frank is, is right when he's yeah. about to go take a shot, be like, yeah, just don't think about your... Just right. don't think about sculling it into that alligator. He yeah. loves reminding me of those things. So, you, don't, you, don't, you don't make these putts that often. You don't make these. He three putts a lot. That's or he'll say, he'll say, he'll say, I feel I say, comfortable because Frank never makes these putts. <laughs> I'm a little nicer than that. I think I say something like, Frank's been known to three or four putt quite a few times. That's really nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> he's so nice. He reminds well, me of my three putts and I, as I walk onto the green. Guy's a sweetheart. Well, anyway, guys, okay. stay tuned and follow us on Instagram too if you're not already because the Instagram handle does light up on our travel series. Yeah, we have a lot of we fun. We have a lot of fun. Scene stuff. But it's just it's like gonna, four days of rolling stories. Right. And it's wild too because like I said, we don't stop when we do these trips. Like we're going to fly in Saturday. We're playing 36 right away on Sunday. We've got a lot of golf to play in three days. That's right. Five yeah. five full rounds of golf in three days. Plus we'll probably, we're going to work on seeing if we can get squeeze some time in to hit Top Golf Tampa. If so, Definitely, you know, follow us because we'll put out a, a message that we're going to be there and try to do like a quick informal meetup. I can't wait. 80 and sunny for that final day where we play Copperhead followed by TPC Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's going to be epic. sick. But speaking of being informed, one thing that we recently did, we did a quick tune up with uh, Ryan Hager. That's right. Swing sequence. I worked on my swing sequencing and uh -huh. you worked on your swing speed. Correct. And you've been putting in the work I see over there with your uh, speed training. Yeah, I've been hitting the super speed twice a week. That's been my commitment. Yep. And I hope to do a follow-up video just because it is kind of working. I'm getting more speeds. But this week, I'm, I'm just taking a break. I don't okay. want to hurt myself. Yeah, I think it's a good idea just to rest up this week. But yep. but uh, if you didn't check those out, make sure you check out my lesson. And Because we always post these for a reason. Of course, it's our unique lesson. But there's so much in golf that's transferable from golfer to golfer. And they, I think they, they serve as great reminders. So if you're working, like with me, I, I, I struggle with consistency. If, you're, if that's something for you, check this out because it could be your swing se sequence. And I won't go into too much detail on it, but I want because I want you guys to go get a chance to check out the video. But basically, what we worked on with with Ryan uh, was when we talk about sequence, it's the order of events that things happen in your swing. So what I was doing is I would get to the top of my swing, my mm. backswing, and I would start out of order. Oftentimes, pulling the arms and hands down, especially in either pressured situations or situations where I didn't feel like I had enough club and I had to really smack it. And what would happen was I would get out of sequence. I would start with the arms, and then it became a very timing thing and it would just really end up in some bad shots so what we worked on was two great drills that he gave me to start the proper sequences start from the bottom up mm -hmm. you know starting and we, we there's a, so much with golf with footwork that i had really never realized until we're starting to dig in on it and understanding footwork and that's where power and timing can come from but he gave me some great drills to start with the lower body and let the, the upper body kind of follow and when you do i found that it really helps with other things that a lot of people work on. Like you talk about shallowing out the club. Right. You know, when you just start with that lower body, it, it, it automatically creates this kind of shallowing effect. So he gave me the step drill, uh, which like I said, it's easier to see than kind of describe here, but the step drill and the shuffle drill are these two drills. And basically what they do is they just got my, my body moving and got me moving my, my weight and everything in the right direction at the right time. Mm -hmm. And just by doing that, and, and why I really liked it is this stuff I could work on at home. So I've been, again, not trying to overdo it, 
but just a little bit, a couple swings every day, mm. just doing those drills that he gave me, just hitting foam balls or sometimes no ball at all, just swinging the club. Right. Yeah. And it helps. I also really liked the um, alignment stick drill that he did with you. That was super cool. The, the T up, Instant the feedback. X up. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and where he, yeah, you can actually see it. And it was, what was incredible with that was that none of the uh, aids or training aids or swing aids that we used or anything that complex or expensive. We're just talking about alignment sticks. Right. That's all you know? it was. And I've always kind of joked like alignment sticks. You want cheap alignment sticks. You ever see uh, like at Home Depot, they've the got those snow plow, the plow yeah. markers or the driveway mm. markers. They're reflective just Easy sticks. I, I just, sometimes I'll just grab a couple of those as just extra cheap alignment right. sticks. Why not? But uh, he had me put them through the belt loops and across the body and just kind of visually be able to see and work on that. And then you can really start to do, you start with that bottom level and then you start to ramp it up and start to work on upper and lower body separation. And then power comes in and you get to that point of that swing we're all after, which is where you don't, it doesn't look or, or feel like you're swinging hard, mm. but you're actually generating a lot of speed and power. Yeah. And uh, I'll be working on it. He said, he's like, you got to be realistic. And I think that's one important thing why a lot of us fall back in old habits. We're not realistic with timelines with mm. golf. He's like, this will not be, you can be doing the work on this every day. This will not be ingrained in you by April or May, but maybe come June, it'll start to be ready. It takes months. And you see it at the highest level. Guys on tour and stuff, they make any type of change, they're grinding it out for hours every day before it starts to really take effect. Yeah, and it's a video that I need to just watch over and over again because shallowing out the club is something that I want to continue to work on. And when Ryan was taking me through my super speed, he goes, this isn't something I would actually work with you on. I would fix your swing before we do this. Right. But, you know, but I But he did it. the step drill with you too. He did it just the shows step drill. It's a drill that helps multiple areas of the game. Right. Yeah, you know, he so does guys, so simple. It's definitely great. check that out. And Mike's video will be out in just a week or so, and you can check that one out as well. Um, but before we leave it, of course, we've got to do our bank it or shank it segment. Always have fun with this every single week. And basically what we'll do is we'll pose a quick question. Last week we did this with Rick Shields and we had some fun answers out of it. Uh, and we're just going to quickly say whether we bank it or shank it. And before we do that, Zach, did any come in from the Golficity Clubhouse? Do you know? We put that out there. And guys, if you're not in the clubhouse, go to golficity.com slash clubhouse. It's a, a private forum that we have uh, going with you know, a handful, like 20, 25 guys in there and girls. Yeah. And we're just we're chatting golf, all things game improvement, PGA Tour, and just golf. Think life. of it as a big, fun group text where you're Everyone just is you know, great. Chatting, yeah. with, you know, chatting golf all week, and that's always fun. Uh, Super cool. Pete McCann said, bank it or shank it. Um, we'll see a repeat winner at the Masters this year. All right, so let's just jump out with that one. We'll jump out with Pete's. A repeat winner. I think I'd say I, mm. I want to lean towards bank it because I feel like Masters is a place, and Augusta specifically is a place, I think like I look at like Bubba Watson, right, where, yep. where there are guys who are just, Augusta just fits their game. They're Augusta specialists, mm -hmm. and they win there multiple times. Yeah. So I think there's a couple guys in the field who can make it happen. However, what's in their way, and in last week's Bank It or Shank It, Rick Shields went so far as to predict that Rory wins this year. Yeah, that's right. He says yeah. this year it's Rory's. This year it's Rory's. So you got guys like that in the field. So it's going to be a tough one, but I bank it that there's a good chance that somebody, there's a repeat winner. A repeat winner. Day. I always like the chances of a repeat winner. However, there's one guy who's always knocking on the door, Louis Oosthuizen. This could be his year. We'll see. I'd like to see Louie win it. You know, he's sure. always in the mix. Um, all right, we kind of alluded to this before, but Bryson leaves the PGA Tour. I'm going to say shank it. I'm going to shank that too. I think he'd have to walk back too much because he's come out and said it was all rumors. He's not leaving the PGA Tour. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's the biggest 
you know, draw on the PGA Tour right now. Mm -hmm. He's got the most eyeballs on him. He's got more to accomplish there, too. And he wants to start winning some majors. Big time. You know? He's not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm shanking that as well. I'm banking it. Uh -oh. Bank it. I'm banking it. You think he's leaving? I, I think when his YouTube channel really gets bigger and he wants to start showing some content from the events and stuff and the PGA Tour is not going to be working with him, I do think that he'll jump off and go over Interesting. the Interesting, okay. Tour. And also, they're going to just bring the bag to yeah. him eventually. Eventually, there's going to be a number mm. where these guys are like, needs I it. can't say no to right. half a billion dollars. Well, it's a, yeah. it's a bold bank, but yeah, they start waving $100 million in your face to come play, and you're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's tough to say no to. Right. Um, Find me the quickest Saudi realtor. And like no pressure too. Like, you know, it. Like, yeah, I, but guys I, like him, they thrive on competition too. There is pressure still. They still want to win. But yeah, but just, he could be Scrooge McDuck swimming in the gold coins. <laughs> he could, he it could. doesn't matter. You still want to like, you want to be the Tiger Woods of that tour with that hundred mil in the bank. You want to be the man. You're already the man because they paid you that much to be there. Nobody gets this level without being hyper competitive. That's for sure. Right. You want to win too. All right. Bank it or shank it. More stadium holes like we saw at 16 the Waste Management and Golf. Bank, 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 bank. Yeah. Bank it. Bank the heck bring a, out of bring it. Bring a party to one hole at, at a lot of different places. The season is so long. I would love to see an, anywhere from three to four Waste Management style events on tour. Almost like a, a you know, a, the I mean, world's biggest rock band going on tour. Yeah. You got to bring it to a couple cities. You do. You know, we don't all have to fly out to, to uh, you know, from over here to Arizona just to be part of this. Right. And you know what's kind of funny? The amount of people that we've met from overseas, Europe, right? Mm -hmm. Going and traveling over there. So many of them, their number one thing on their list it, to come to America and go to an American event is the waste management. Because it's they're just saying there's nothing like it in, in, That's true. in the European tours. Mm -hmm. I think there should be one. They should be a style event like that yep. in Europe. Yep. And then we should have a style event like that maybe somewhere here on the East Coast, yeah. the West Coast. Just put it in there. I think that you can build. If you build it, they will come. And if you have those there it is. something that size, I think you'll fill those seats at other events. Definitely. And we should start with all of the playoff events, including the Tour Championship. There should be a stadium. You know where I want to see it? Liberty National. Yeah. I think that's the perfect spot for yeah. it where you can, the way that layout is with, mm -hmm. you know, you've got the, uh, the New York skyline there and we've been there. We've seen it. It's There's a couple epic. of those, those, those par threes. Hole two is a par three with Lady Liberty in the background. You could build a stadium around that Sick. and you've got the draw. New York city's right there. There's the population is enough people to support it. I think you do it. You bring that rowdy crowd from Hoboken up. Yeah. yeah. I like, yeah. I like what you guys were saying. Maybe not too many more events, where it's super rowdy, like waste management, because then I think it just gets cheesy and over the yeah. top. But if you could get three or four events like waste management and then like five, 10, 15 other events throughout the year that have one stadium hole, like I'm not saying people need to be throwing beer cans on right. the green every time, but it just promotes a more entertaining atmosphere for the people that are there and the people that are watching on tv i think no matter what you're going to see more stadium holes because attendance keeps creeping up and it's going to have to be it's just going to lend itself to more grandstands and it's going to start to look more and more like that yeah so yeah true all right bank it or shank it tiger plays in the masters this week now well, we're, we're recording this on tuesday he could say something this week we don't know we don't know maybe he makes an announcement but as of right now we don't know what are your thoughts? So before the press conference, I'm going to say bank it. Mm -hmm. I think you got it. You got to think that's the one he's eyeing. He's not going to want to miss that one. We saw him play. Yeah. He's able to swing a club. He's able to compete. I know it's the PNC championship. 
but that was four or five months ago. Yep. Or four or five months from the Masters. I think he'll be fine. I'm all in on a bank because of how he played at the PNC. Exactly. I mean, he kept up with the field. I granted it was only two days and we start to see some spots where you could see it was weighing on him. He had the cart, but I think he's had these I think Tiger is daily working, you know, physical therapy, daily. everything like that. Yeah. You got he had four months from that November or so. I think he's been working on his stamina. Stuff like that. He proved he could swing the club. He proved he had the swing speed. He could hit every club in the bag. Now it's just walking. And I think these are the, the type of things he puts all his energy into. He doesn't yep. miss the Masters. Yep. I'm shaking it. All right. Yeah. I yep. just I, I think there are too many question marks. I Here comes the hate mail. Yeah, for, I'm yeah. not, hey, I'm not trying to hate or anything. I just, I don't think. Says so the guy like, who probably won't get in. I just think, I just think that, I don't know. I just. You know what? Too, ma too many question marks. It's and a he, fair statement. Is, yes, and he, to me, I believe, is a perfectionist, and he's not going to let himself go show a product of himself that is not at one hundred percent. So I get that, yeah. but I think on the same token, him basically saying, "Hey guys, I'm doing the best. I'm not at a hundred. I don't think he's going to be embarrassed by his play." But I, I just don't. I outright don't think that he's going to. He's going to show up to a place as prestigious as Augusta if he's not ready to win. I'm going to triple stamp your double stamp and I'm going to rebank it on top of your shank. <laughs> because bank. no, because if he's there for champions dinner and he's on grounds and he's in Augusta that week, he's playing. Yep. And not to mention, 100%. you know how many uh, people are going to be in his ear, the PGA tour. We're, we're, let's think about ratings. You know, it's a huge driver. They're going to be like, Tiger, you think you got it in you? Yeah. Did you play? Master Sunday they know Tiger. the difference in ratings of Tiger teeing it up. versus. Not. I know the Masters are going to pull ratings no matter what, but don't tell me you're not going to have more visibility, more watch time when you've got Tiger out there. There's nothing more electric than that Tiger winning that in nothing. 2019. And I want to see that again. That was I want to see that again. All right, final one here. What do you think? Uh, this is a funny, more inside joke with the team here, but do you think Zach gets the Eisenhower suite at Innisbrook this week? What do you think? Zach, I'll let you do this one. Bang, bang, bang. bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and the funny backstory, we went to Pinehurst. The rooms got shuffled around or mixed up or something, and they didn't have a room available. They or they just put Zach in this Eisenhower suite, we called it, which was an epically large room. I had like four rooms attached to my room. And we, it, it was a running joke. We walked down there to, to like get some some footage from him off a of camera, and all of a sudden, he's like sitting in his sunroom. <laughs> yes. He had a separate like sunroom. His golden slippers on. He had someone like warming up a bath for him in his like master <laughs> But let's say, I'm going to tell you why I'm going to shank that, because I don't think Mike, who's our assistant yeah. to the traveling yeah. secretary, ever lets that happen again. Yeah, we're going to double shank that, because I even said, if you don't have anywhere, just put him in the janitor's closet. Because Mike, it's funny, Mike handles all the arrangements, he does all that hard work, and then you have the smallest room yep. uh, in Pinehurst, still out got of the, the group of still us. Still got the ice cream sundae, though. Still, he may, still made the ice cream sundae happen, but I don't think Mike ever lets that one happen again. Nope. And he's starting the trip off, the first two, one day or two days, we're in Airbnb, mm -hmm. he's got Zach on the couch. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, man. It looks He's like gonna make you couch. pay for that Eisenhower suite over and over and over. And the owner of the uh, the Airbnb just wrote me back and said that there's extra pillows available. I'm um, extra blankets available in the closet for you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, so kind. At least you've got that going for you. Uh, we love them. We're kidding. Uh, right. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoy this week's show. Make sure you, like I said, hit that subscribe button. We're gonna be back every Thursday with new shows. And next week, while we're away, we've got a show ready for you. We did a great interview with Zach Radford that you're not gonna want to miss. We're gonna drop that here next thursday and while we're down in innisbrook speaking of which we're going to be recording a podcast on site so we've got some great shows lined up for you these next couple of weeks so you're not going to want to miss them make sure you subscribe and we'll see everybody again next week